ora, and welcome to Te Heringa Waka, Victoria University of Wellington, the podcast. While in lockdown, Sarah Forster from our comms team chatted with alumna Freya Daly-Sadgrove about her time at university, what she's working on in isolation, and her new book. Freya completed her master's in creative writing at the university's International Institute of Modern Letters. Her first book of poetry, Head Girl, was recently published by Victoria University Press and is available to purchase now. Where did you grow up, Freya? I grew up in Wellington. Yeah, the longest I've been away from here is one month. <laughs> um, but yeah, grew up here, born and raised. Yeah. yeah. And where are you spending your lockdown? Uh, Island Bay. Right. It's pretty nice. It's, uh, With flatmates? Yeah. Although yeah. I live in a, um, um, a stable, an ex-stable, um, down at the back of the property but I get to go up and hang out with them when cool. they're not with <laughs> So you didn't choose to just be like, no, this is my bubble. I'm not touching any of you. Well, it doesn't have a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, fair. It was out of my hands. <laughs> but also it's really nice to hang out with my, with my nice flatmates. So what made you choose to come to Victoria University of Wellington? Well, actually, like, the reason why I went to Vic... And the reason why I didn't like go elsewhere, like some of my some of my school friends did, um, was that I always wanted to go there because my auntie did the um, the the master's course with Bill Manheim. Um, that was when I was like twelve, maybe. Yeah, so my auntie did the MA course, and I was like a, I was like a budding writer, and I was like, right. well, I'll I'll do that too. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I wanted to go there basically because of the IIML. Um, and I was always, I was determined, I was determined to do that. It didn't, it didn't work out straight away. Right. So you applied a couple of times before you got in or? Well, I, um, cause I wanted to do the undergrad courses as well. Um, and I applied to the poetry one in second year when you when you could and I was like well uh, this would be great um and then all of my friends got in and I didn't which Aww. was like really sad but um it was actually good for me and then I got a little a little little prod and got better at writing poems so all's well that ends well and then yeah so I, then I did it and I did the undergrad poetry one in third year and then the MA the year after that which was really great so I studied English and French English lit and French yeah. which included French lit yeah. I thought about doing um, a third major in philosophy but after the first year I was like this is too many thoughts <laughs> too many thoughts for me <laughs> I did my whole degree in philosophy. Did you? Yeah, I could. Well, I'm, I liked all the thoughts. <laughs> I mean, I love to have thoughts, but I was like, too many. <laughs> it's, it's too big, too big for my yeah. tiny brain to comprehend. Yeah. What's your best memory of studying at Victoria? To sift through them. I have so many um, memories, and they're pretty much all good. <laughs> um, Definitely, like, getting into the MA and doing the MA were, yeah. like, like, getting in was, like, 
so amazing. Um, mm. I was so happy. It was a a difficult um, little time in my life, and I was like, it really it gave me direction and um, and kind of certainty about um, kind of who I wanted to be and what I wanted to be doing. But um, also, I don't know. I really loved like the whole of second year. <laughs> I did such yeah. great, um, such great English courses that year. The great English courses the whole way through. I really, I really loved studying English and French. Had great times, but um, yeah, in second year I did sea changes, a paper that was introduced that year, and I loved it so much. Who was the lecturer? There were lots of different lecturers and it okay. and they'd made it a like a core course. I'm not sure if it's still going, but I um and it was kind of like um looking at the ways that English literature has like had these big shifts through time. Right. And I just loved it. So like different um lecturers would come in and talk about their particular um specialties and, and kind of time mm. periods, which was so cool. And it like mm. Yeah, I said like the first lecture we talked about um, where the name of the course came from, Sea Changes, because I hadn't really heard it. I hadn't heard it as an expression before that, um, but now I'm now I love it as an expression. And we mm. and we listened to that beautiful song thing in the Tempest by I think Ariel says it, and I. Full fathom five, thy father lies. Of his bones a coral made, and it, like that, that whole um, little verse has just like stuck in my mind for forever. I think it's so beautiful. Every time I'm unhappy with change, I think about that um, that poem and think about turning into something rich and strange, which is nice. <laughs> I like that. Um... I guess, what was the most useful thing you learned at university? There are a few, okay. I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, mm. there's, a, there's a few things that I learned that are like kind of broad things that um, have helped my mindset kind of expand, however you want to put that. Um, so my favourite thing was when my English studies and French studies would kind of cross over in mm. unexpected ways um and when that happened I was like oh like everything is relevant to, to everything else um yeah and it really like shaped my approach to like making art which is what I'm into and like writing but also mm. because I I have involvement in other forms and I'm really interested yeah. in like the merging of things and where they are actually like the same or um mm. not the same but they like make each other better like they augment yeah. each other which was yeah. what i found with english like studying english and french i was better at studying english because i was also studying french and i was better at studying french because i was also studying english and i i always mm. think of that as like an enriching thing when you do i don't know that's kind of vague is a no no um, not at all i think that yeah, I mean, I did history and philosophy, same yeah. thing. Yeah. They enriched each other. They yeah. fed each other. Yeah, and so it's like, yeah, things that, like when you, yeah, when you put more things together, when you combine things, <laughs> yeah. 
it's the same with like people you have more people more different kinds of people together yes your your community is richer better yeah yeah absolutely it applies to everything i think um but also like my favorite stuff that i learned was about translation french translation so i i finally got to do translation which i always always wanted to do and never had done before and all of that learning it was like the culmination of this um of three years of studying both english and french and both english and french literature and like um and i loved i just loved the entire course i was so because i'm so interested in language it was filled with things that just like um got me excited about learning yeah. and yeah. Um, and about language and that was i think that's really useful even though i don't really do translation now yeah everything i learned in that course is useful to the things that i want to explore in my work yeah, yeah. did you meet anybody while studying um who's influenced the direction your life took after it well totally um the people that i met at the um Institute of Modern Letters are like um, lots of those people are still in my life which mm. is really great and means that I um, get to make work with people that I've, I've like we've all seen each other's work develop over a, um, quite a long period now because that was six years ago yeah so and also like Ashley Young is probably someone who has kind of had the biggest ongoing impact on my life because she was my supervisor during the MA and right. she was my editor of my book um, <laughs> it's just like real special and um yeah like a special relationship that has continued to develop since, yeah yeah since. who was your favorite lecturer um oh. and why do you remember them so oh that's so that's so, that a bit loaded too much so, no oh, I don't know um did you have a favorite or do you I have some favourites. One of my one of my favourite lecturers was um, Jeff. Can't remember his last name, which is terrible. <laughs> but he was he was Jeff um, in the English department. I found his lectures so compelling, um, and also he was my tutor, and that was in Sea Changes. I was just like this guy. <laughs> I I just listened to this guy talk about English um, forever and ever. But also I like most of the English lecturers really impressed me and they were good yeah good quality just so into what they're doing which i which i which was just so palpable and i loved that okay so what's the best job you've had since leaving university this is such a funny question it is a funny question i know you kind of you're being a writer you're being a creative person so yeah i mean like i think the fact that as a person in my life where i am right now um I'm working as a writer and a theatre maker. Mm. The fact that I am doing that and and being able to continue doing that is the best thing because that's always, always what I've wanted to do. So I'm essentially like, it's been in the past like year that I've started to really be leading the life that I want to be leading as a, in terms of like a career. Yeah, it's funny because often I don't, often I kind of put it, put myself down a little bit by being like, it's not a real job, but it's the job it that I've wanted since I was a tiny child. Like, yeah. yeah, it's the thing that matters most to me. So the fact that I 
get to do that. Yeah. And it's and it's a job, you know. Yeah, it is. It's my it's yeah. my um I don't know, it's my passion. It, yeah, it, it, yeah, and it has to and it has to be a job as well and yeah. it should be recognized. What do you enjoy most about being in the creative industries? People. Mm. Being with other creative people. Mm. Um, and working with other people, collaborating. The collaborative okay. aspect of doing um, creative work, especially like theatre or performance work, but also even like writing a book, which was mostly like a pretty solitary experience kind of in some ways, but um, working with editors and also like um, sharing my work with other people and them sharing with me to like, um, offer each other feedback it's totally like a community that builds around you and that you contribute to which is that's the best part I think and what do you think the biggest challenges for the creative industry at the moment well there's so many <laughs> so <laughs> like, many I mean also in this moment at time yeah yeah broadly but yeah it, yeah um so obviously money is yeah. like the one that is at the forefront. Back too, yeah. yeah. But um, more specifically, particularly at the moment, something that I've been thinking about, um, it's, it's, I don't know, it's very specific, but because I'm a performer, like a live performer, that's kind mm. of my, my medium, the fact, like not being able to be in a room with other people. Yeah is so it has such a huge impact on what mm. you can make because like everyone's like scrambling to make online work um which is great and we're mm. gonna need to be doing that but also like screens like interacting with people through screens is like it's a totally different experience mm. um and some things about it enrich um what we're doing but then is a like especially because I'm a theatre maker, losing the fact of like that being together with people in a room, um, an atmosphere. Yeah, it's so strange to lose the atmosphere, um, mm. or the yeah. So I don't know. It's I think a challenge is to meet that transformation of um, of atmosphere mm. because it's it's like there's obviously. There's something going on, but it's just so different. So um, rising to meet that as a challenge is, um, is a big thing that's on my mind at the moment, I think. Yeah. And so I, I see you've been doing some live readings. Um, you did some something with the, Peg the Pegasus readings, which were interrupted by inter <laughs> interesting <Yeah>. things. <laughs> oh, my God. And the Vandegraaff Punch one. Uh, are, are you doing your Bats show live? Are you going to do that somehow um, online? Initially, I wanted to do a live stream. And mm. then I was like, wait, no, I want it to be like a high-quality video project because... I don't want to make something that's rushed or half-assed in any way. Like mm. I really, because I really care about this project. I'm like, I don't want to do it. I need, I want to do it justice. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be static. That, yeah. And like yeah. part of this project, like is definitely the liveness of it. Like, but that's part of, that's 
being in a room with people that kind of live and I just don't think it would translate in the same way with like a live video stream um as well as all the kind of logistical challenges of that but I'm not gonna not do it like I'm I'm gonna do it I'm gonna figure out a way to do it I mean what I think that I'll do if I can't do a live show like in person um you know in the next year or so I don't know I don't know you know there's no certainty how long, yeah how long is this gonna take? yeah but I'd like to probably because of that uncertainty focus my energy instead on um working it into a video piece that's meant to be viewed as like a not live but you know like how a like a, a movie you know <laughs> like a, yeah. a, a film thing a video cast, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's that's where I'm headed with that, but I'm taking it really slowly because um, I'm very conscious of needing to slow down after being really, mm. really, really busy trying to make all these projects happen. Like not being able to do them the way that I want means that I don't need to rush to do them a different way that I don't want to do. I need to take the time to figure out What's the new paradigm? paradigm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> paradigm shift. <laughs> so, head girl, um, <laughs> it's about human connection, sex, relationships. And was that what you were writing about when you were at the IAML, or did it, did it change? Did the project change? Um, oh, it, so it's a completely different book to the one that I wrote yeah. in my masters. But yeah. I was writing about. I was def- I was writing about human relationships and my sense of self, um, yeah. which I'm, de- which it's definitely, um, b- continued into head girl, but it was less sexy and it was less angry. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it was more about love than about, um, like problems with love. I mean, it was, oh, mm, I don't know how to explain this. Um, yeah. But I was, yeah, essentially I was writing about the same things, just with quite a different mood. Um, what do you think about our current moment in time? And are you being inspired to write? And what do you find yourself writing about? I have started making things specifically for myself and for no one else, um, which is unusual for me and quite difficult. Um, but, I, but I am finding it very, very, very rewarding. Um, so I've always been a person who like writes things down in a kind of journaly way, but, um, but I've never kept like a, well, I have very rarely kept like a diary, you know? Um, but I'm doing a lot of small, gentle, creative things like playing with my Lego, but I'm also, um, like doing video diaries with myself that Mm. I'm never allowed to show anyone. And it's really funny. This is, I don't know. I don't know if this is interesting to anyone else, but like, um, I'm just really enjoying myself doing them. I'm like, it's because it's, it's like a diary, and I'm talking to myself in the future, um, and it, yeah, I guess it's like making almost like a like a time capsule, which is what a diary is. I anyway. like, yeah. But I'm yeah. doing it. But I'm like challenging myself not to show anyone because I'm such a like, um, I'm always exploiting everything that I can about myself for like the purposes of showing 
Like, yeah. and I've always been like that, like, as a child. You know, when you do, like, show and tell at school or news. Yeah. I do every day. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. And if I didn't have anything to talk about, I'd make something up. Um, and so, yeah, I think I'm just taking this time to be like, oh, I have to spend quite a bit of time by myself. What can I do? Because, because I, I like making things to like, I don't know, like be with people and, and entertain ourselves and, and make life interesting. And I'm mm. like, what do I, what's it like if I do that, but for myself? Because I have mm. to, I have to make life interesting for myself. Mm. So I'm, I'm making stuff for myself at the moment. I'm not writing a lot, but you know, when you, you know, you kind of go into thinking phases rather than like action phases if you're a creative person I think and it's like a, where you're taking lots in um so I'm in a I'm in like a gathering myself and things around me phase it's definitely yeah it's like this is going to influence all of us so massively in ways that we can have no idea about at yeah this point. and we and can't see yeah. yeah that um like a lot of the time that uncertainty is really stressful and caused some anxiety. And actually before the full level four lockdown, um, I was experiencing much more anxiety than I am now creatively. Um, but now that I kind of have certainty that like, I just can't do the things that I was planning to do. I'm like, okay. I said, I will now take some time. Um, and that's better for me. Hmm. But who knows? And yeah. it's kind of almost exciting that, yeah. that not knowing now rather than yeah. not knowing if I can do the things I, don't, I was already doing. How would you describe your book to somebody who literally never read poetry before in their lives? And why would they want to read this, this particular book? Well, um, I would say that if you've never read poetry in your life, you probably haven't because it doesn't like appeal because it seems a certain way mm. and I like to think that my poems are not that certain way I think yeah, that yeah. Um, you're not you're not aiming for iambic pentameter you're aiming yeah for... I'm aiming to connect with people and I think yeah. that um, people have been surprised by my poems people who aren't into poetry or whatever that they actually can engage with it but my but yeah I think I'd say I don't know I'd say it's fun it's, I think it's fun <laughs> um I agree my, my husband doesn't read poetry he picked it up and read it in one sitting and and that's unusual so. oh my god well that's yeah. I mean that makes me feel real good um <laughs> I yeah I want I want it to be appealing not just to the poetry crowd you know and yeah. I also think I don't know, it has an excess point of humour that not all poetry has, but in that way, um, it also has other stuff going on. And I think because this, because the humour can get you into it, you can then have the space to appreciate some other things that poetry can do. And in that way, it might make you more inclined to read more poems. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
Fine, final question. What advice would you have for yourself if you can travel back in time to the start of your time at university? Would you do anything different? Oh, I think I would say, like, take your time with your learning. Like, enjoy and respect the process of learning and letting yourself think real hard. Mm. Um, and in order to do that, you can't leave things to the last minute every time. <laughs> like, you could write, like, if you can write a cool essay in a night, you could write a really, really good essay over the course of, you know, longer than one night. <laughs> All nighters, they're a thing. They're hard to avoid. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say take more time. Let, give yourself more time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. To stay up to date with our latest podcasts, subscribe using your preferred podcast provider. Thank you to the Corky School of Music alumni Kenyon Shanky and Stefan Patton for the use of their music. From Te Heringa Waka, Victoria University of Wellington, Haere rā.